0: All right, so welcome everybody to Miraculous Simply the Best. Yes, welcome Yes,
1: welcome back to Detour and welcome back to the Miraculous Ladybug panel. Yeah, last <laughs> time we did this was uh, back in 2019 where we talked about uh, Season 2 and the first time we did this was back in 2017 when we talked about Season 1. Yes, yes, it's been
0: very long, but there have been plenty of new developments since then for Ladybug and we're so glad to be here to just gush about it all together. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, in this case, uh, two full season seasons have aired since the last time we did this
0: yeah a lot has aired
1: (laughs) yes so yeah we're gonna pretty much uh pretty much go through both the seasons talk about all the highs and lows and middles about each of the seasons and uh we're, we're not gonna spend too much time on season three and the uh Miraculous world specials because we really want to get to season four because that just ended and there's a lot of big stuff that happened that season
0: yep yep so we'll be, dig- we'll, be- we'll be digging good nice and deep into season four at a at this at some point in the panel so
1: be ready for that <laughs> yes but uh, at this point uh season let's just start things off with a little uh, brief chat on uh, season three so like overall kind of what did you think about the third season
0: season three um i thought it was pretty good but now after seeing season four it's a little bit. Uh, it, it, it's it's a lot of setup for season four, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, uh, but like no, still pretty enjoyable. Still like brings a lot to like the
1: format. Lots of new heroes. That's all I. That's what I mostly cared about with season three. Oh yeah, I could probably bring them up here right now. Some of the new heroes that we got uh, this past se- in uh, season three. Yes, we got a lot, and oh, we got a lot, so and they're and they're all pretty
0: great. I would have to say. I know i wish i could i wish i could show i wish we could show the uh transformation
1: sequences for all of these but like it, it, all of them still great yeah but no any favorites out of uh the ones that were introduced in season three luca luca y- oh, oh yeah luca. yeah luca has
0: a uh, viperion god he he has so he has so much style in his transformation sequence <laughs> oh definitely the tri- little, like heart pluck like oh it gets me every time
1: oh yeah no, a really cool power too like a one that you can like have a lot of fun with which is like kind of repeating time and everything yes you can cheese the plot a lot oh yeah that <laughs> happens a lot <laughs> <laughs> pretty much a get out of jail free card oh yes absolutely <laughs> same thing for the uh, rabbit miraculous as well oh yeah and that one like leads to a lot of big things bun x <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but no I, lo- I loved all the new heroes that were introduced for that season <laughs> oh yeah me too Uh, Although, I got to give um, special props to um, uh, Pegasus over there. Like, just the best transformation sequence out of all of them, in my
1: opinion. Oh, absolutely. And also, just the style, the drip on him, man. Funky as hell. Mm -hmm. Very good. (laughs) Like, you look so cool. Mm, Very good. But uh, another thing about season three that I would like to bring up, uh, any kind of, like... uh, Probably one of my favorite parts of Season 3, uh, one of the newer uh, Akumas, like newer characters introduced in the series, uh, Thomas Astrook, the creator, got to be in the series. I mean, yeah, we, we could not go past Season 3 without that, mentioning that. An, oh, episode, yeah. an episode that I refuse to watch in English because I really want to hear Thomas Astrook's voice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, not to disregard uh, Jason Marnoka, who plays him in the dub. He does a pretty good job, though. No, but like I gotta listen to the I gotta listen to the creator's voice every time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if he's in the show, you you kind of gotta hear hear him talk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Though I one of the things I really liked about uh, this episode in particular is the fact that is the Akuma for that episode, Annie Maestro, like one of the most like visually creative Akuma in the series. I would have to say just changing different animation styles and just, like, covering different animation from different eras. Yeah, he really wanted to to flex with, like, some different animation styles in that one. You know, going for, like, classic cartoons like the early 1900s or going to, like, even more superhero cartoons with a character that actually shows up in the New York special.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Or, like, my personal favorite, uh, one of the last ones he turns into pretty much, like, uh, a Pretty Cure character because I'm a big Pretty Cure fan, (laughs) (laughs) which was a lot of fun. Yes, yes. Like, any uh, other Akuma in Season 3 you want to shout out, highlight? I mean, Star Train, not so much for the Akuma, but
0: also just because, like, Chloe just completely drops the ball in that episode in a wonderful (laughs) way. (laughs) (laughs) At first, it makes you think she's going to be, like, do something good as a hero, but then she just completely drops the ball. Uh, she tries, but, like, just fails completely. It's yeah. wonderful. And that's
1: kind of uh, another thing about season three. Like, uh, going into season three, at the end of season two, we were, we were starting to see, like, the uh, development of Chloe and how, you know, taking the baby steps to become, like, a proper hero. But in season three, it's, it kind of just shows that she can't really change all that much. No, not really. No. <laughs> another part of the fun of season three was just seeing Chloe just completely fail at being a hero. Yeah. And I loved that so much. And it did lead into like uh, the big finale of the uh, the season, Miral Queen. Yes, where she got akumatized in her uh, Queen Bee form, and just that was pretty much the straw that broke the camel's back for her. Like that was just okay. That's it. You're done.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but no. That, but yeah, a lot of but no, a lot of good
0: stuff set up for uh, season four. What with like uh, Marinette being passed on as the um, the master of the miraculouses. Like, God, that was, that, was, that was well needed for the series.
1: Mm-hmm. And she, like, she really needed that responsibility placed upon her. And plus it opened uh, the doors for, like, more new characters to become uh, miraculous holders in the future and, like, had, like, an easy way to get to that. Yep, now she can just, like, access, the, access all the miraculous whenever she needs. Boom, you got an instant hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was another thing that kind of led into uh, season four, like mm-hmm. the uh, the trust issues between Ladybug and Cat Noir, which uh, led into uh, his big character arc of season four, where it felt where he feels like he's uh, starting to be left out a little bit, especially with like all the new characters being introduced.
0: Yes, that was so important going into season four that like Cat Noir is
1: now being untrustworthy of Marinette. Or uh, ladybug, <laughs> and also like uh, in their civilian lives too, where like uh, as we see in this visual right here, where it seems like Marinette and Adrian are kind of going down different paths, you know, Marinette choosing Luca or and Adrian choosing uh, Kagami, like that was very interesting, like an interesting uh, thing they did, especially after at the end of season two, where it felt like okay, we were starting to uh, build them up a bit more closer, like Adrian and uh, Marinette.
0: Despite the fact that, like, the beginning episodes of the next season also kind of just bring that back to some normalcy, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
3: I have to say that out of all, like, the the magical girl shows that I've seen, not a lot, but I do like the fact that they show what happens when they get together. It Mm -hmm. ends terribly for them. Yeah, that... Like, every time it happens, they just explode.
0: Yeah, it's one thing I noticed a lot when going to, when I was going through season four, which is that uh Thomas really likes to just he he's really fond of showing fans like all the ways in which he is not going to have Marinette and Adrian get
1: together. That became really apparent in season four. Yeah. yeah especially with the episode uh we can bring it up now, uh Cat Blanc. Yeah, Cat Blanc. Like uh that one was uh, a really big one where it kinda showed why they probably like they're meant for each other, they would totally dig each other if they found out their identities and whatnot. And like, there is a connection there, but the one thing that they're missing, missing is uh, a bit of maturity because it feels like, like this, and a moment later on, it feels like Adrian making like a rash decision in like the heat of the moment or just getting a bit careless is what kind of led to the downfall because of the relationship. True, I,
0: I, I do admit, like, the, the reason why season three left me kind of hanging a little bit and why season four completed. Three a little bit more is because when I initially saw *Cat Blonde, um I, I, I felt a little like weird about it. Like something about it felt initially kind of cynical. Like, like oh, if they just don't like, if they don't do this in exactly the proper way, like everything is just gonna like, uh, just go, just just go to the pits. Yeah. <laughs> but season four kind of made me rethink it more of like, oh, I think it's maybe more that they just need to, that uh, Marinette and Adrian need to. Uh, kind of, like, bring some maturity into the relationship before they can really take it to that next level. So that made me kind of realize,
1: oh, I think there is something kind of going on here. Yeah, exactly that point, because uh, before this uh, panel, like, weeks leading up to Detour, I actually rewatched Caplong Cap Long after watching uh, all of season four, and now, like, my impressions on that episode have changed completely. I'm just all like, okay, I see what they're getting at here now, and I, I kind of dig what they're doing with this. Right, right. But after the that uh, i think one thing we can possibly uh talk about uh another big event of season three uh the introduction of the character felix adrian's cousin oh yeah yep adrian's evil twin <laughs> the uh the original if version of uh say again if you
2: haven't seen season four yet
1: just you wait oh yeah we'll get to that <laughs> but like a character who was originally going to be uh cat noir in the original uh 2d version of uh, miraculous ladybug but they decided to change that because they felt that uh Felix and the initial version of Marinette didn't really gel well as uh, characters. Oh, yeah, because he looks exactly like Adrian from the original pilot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll, right down to, like, the exact waistcoat outfit he has on here.
0: But no, evil twin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, evil cousin, but still. Yeah, cousin. <laughs> Who also has a mom that looks exactly like his mom, like their moms are twins. Uh that's... <laughs> And some similar names, too. Amelie, Emily. (laughs) It's kind of like what they did there. Yeah. (laughs) But no, like, his character getting set up, and, and like, this little feud with uh, Gabriel over the rings, too. Like, that's another interesting thing that they set up here, but then they don't really pay it off until much later on in Season 4. Yes. So after that, I think one thing I want to bring up... Is uh, another thing that we got are the uh, Miraculous World specials, where it basically takes our favorite characters and sends them into like new locations, specifically uh, New York and Shanghai. Yeah, what were some general opinions of the movies? Because that was like a big step. Because well, that was like a big step for the series,
0: right there.
3: They were exciting. It was nice to see them in new environments, not doing necessarily the same things. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I would definitely agree. The
3: same Akuma
0: I mean, you still got to, you still got to involve Hawk Moth somehow, so like, that was yeah. kind of one. Yeah, he's got to find his way over there. But yeah. I, I do hope in, like, future movies they try to not rely too much on Hawk Moth and just
1: like, you know... You, you can they can have other villains exist in these worlds, too. I mean, considering the fact that uh, another thing about these specials is the fact that they're also kind of building the extended Zagtoon universe with, like, all these different heroes. Yeah, so it's, they'll it's, have it's with own... these
0: movies I realized that, like, man, they really want to make this a big, wide world. Like, they want to
1: have their own, like, MCU Avengers assemble <laughs> moment here. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's also a very delicate balancing act, I think, though. <laughs> but no, I think they do a good job with these, and these were, like, Fun little specials that kind of help bridge the gap between uh, season three and season four. Right.
3: Yeah, um, well, I think that New York kind of opened, like, the gap for, for like, Ladybug and Cat Noir meeting other heroes because they weren't, I don't think they were quite aware that there were other heroes outside of um, Paris. And then I think that the Shanghai, I think that kind of bridged more of, a, of uh, their relationship.
0: Right, right. I would agree to that.
3: Um, so since you brought up the whole Zag universe thing, do you think they would ever do a
1: post-force crossover? Mm. Mm. I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't rule that one out. I feel like if it's in the Zag-Tune universe, like, any kind of crossover is possible. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would definitely believe that. Yeah, and plus, like, uh, they kind of really uh, want to build players. this thing up a bit. What was that one? Oh, I don't recall that one. It had
3: one. a great opening song, but other than that, it seemed just a little more juvenile. So, Ghost Horse is a little more on Miraculous' level, I think. Hmm,
1: interesting. Okay, kind of doing like, stuff for like, different age groups Zach with Storm, this thing. That was it. Okay, okay, there okay, you Zach go. Zack Storm. Zach Storm. Right. All right. Yeah, I would wonder if they would be open to opening the world up to that, actually. Oh,
0: yeah, it's great. Although, I will, I will say, New York, it's, it's, it's always interesting seeing. Um, it's always interesting seeing like another uh, another culture like interpret
1: like just like American superheroes a like little bit. what do and... the French think of Americans, specifically New Yorkers and New York is
0: just like the, the origin point of all superheroes and they're just like it's... everywhere it's like it's like a regular old job you can have you can be sell, you can be a hot dog vendor on the street and you're still superhero
1: it's basically like uh you know uh in Brothers when they go to New York and they meet all the superheroes. It's pretty much like that. Yeah, they're just all flying around everywhere. It's yeah. like a whole world of their own. Yeah, you know, you just gotta hire them to, for uh, protection from evil villains that live in a building across the street. My favorite
0: my favorite joke
1: in New York, though, was by
0: far when uh, they're on the plane coming in and um, the principal of the school tries to get in his owl costume and then it's revealed that the that, uh, in, New York, that uh, in New York they have a way cooler
1: owl. Yeah, they have way the cooler <laughs> owl. <laughs> <laughs> Night owl. Oh, uh, yep. that made me laugh so hard. Like, that that was a killer joke. I love that so the, much. The cooler owl
0: superhero.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I kind of think about with these specials, considering the fact that, uh, you know, they're in a different uh, country, you know, both Ladybug, Cat Noir, and uh, Hawk Moth, I kind of like to think, you know, what, what is, like, Hawk Mucks wondering, like, what's going on in Paris at the moment? Like, are, is, is there, like, other adventures going on while they're not there? <laughs> You know, like, Hawk Moth calls up Natalie, and he's like, Oh, Natalie, I'm heading back to Paris. Anything happen? Wait, wait, what? Slow slow down, slow down. Okay. Wait, are you saying the entire city turned to sweets? (laughs) What? What the heck's a pretty cure? (laughs) Did what to the Eiffel Tower? (laughs) Okay, I'm coming back. I need to to see what's happening here.
0: (laughs) No. The, the, the The movies were a great addition to the
1: series. I yeah. quite like them. Yeah, very nice. So I think we got, I think that's good for season three in the movies right now. Let's get to the real beef of this one. Let's talk about season four. Yeah, the most recent stuff. Let's talk season four. Oh yeah, like what were your expectations
0: going into the season after season three? I mean, pretty big because Thomas Estruck was like really hyping up the series as taking things to the next level. Like he really talked up a big game about how
1: every episode the season was going to have something big like to really like, like a big in. reveal in some way like i remember i uh, i first told you that then we watched the first episode and it was real oh yeah jagged stone is luca and uh, Julika's father yep yep
0: but then but then every episode that came after for season four really kind
1: of met those expectations it really surprised me i know right like we watched like pretty much every week and we were just kind of blown away like how like can they go bigger than this like that was pretty nuts I mean, yeah, like just, always, like, just kind of always,
0: like, going up one step further and further to really, like, up the ante for the heroes this season.
1: Like, it uh, reminds me of the quote uh, Strook posted where, like, he was asked, like, okay, how do you rate uh, season four out of ten? And he said over 9,000. That's a big claim to make. That, those are some big words, and they backed him up, and then some. Yeah, I mean, just,
0: just in, like, the opener with, like, Truth and Lies, like, that was... I mean, sure, it kind of put, like, a stopper on, like, the uh, the relationship the relationship stuff set up in Season 3, the finale, but, like, all
1: of it felt very, like, good and organic and, like, actually
0: kind of made some character
1: sense. Also, I kind of like the way that they did that episode where it was, Those two episodes where it was, like, the same episode from different perspectives. Like, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic stuff just for the opener alone. Oh, yeah, and just... Everyone's just dealing with secrets and lies. It's all, always secrets and lies with everyone in this show. And, it's, and, it's, and it's, it really hit on that, like, all of this is just getting harder to maintain for Marinette over time. Yeah, you've got to maintain that responsibility in order to, like, uh, be this hero. Yes. So, got some clips right here. I kind of do want to uh, go through some uh, Akuma spotlights right here, some of my favorite ones that I got. Uh, one of the ones I want to show right here is uh, Simple Man. <laughs> The simplest episode of the season. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Gotta make sure the sound's on.
3: I love the argument he had with the kids over making it simple. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> There's usually more action. What if the bad
4: guy
2: wins? That'll be
1: okay, Chris. Superheroes always win. <laughs> there. <laughs> you gonna
2: You gonna <laughs>
3: Miraculous, and in exchange, I'll give you some candy. Candy, I love candy. Everyone loves candy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Never take candy from a stranger. He's doing that to steal your Miraculous. I'm tired of Miraculous. I don't want them anymore. Me neither. Superheroes are lame. Oh yes, yes. Oh! <laughs> you have to win against the bad guy. I don't want to see weird like this, but the bad guy is too bad. Look how strong he is,
2: oh. uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Our sister is always telling us that
4: you're the strongest and that you're smarter than the bad guys. Lucky Charm is too complicated. No, it's very simple, it's like a riddle. For example, you can take the air out of the ball, then you use a pipe to attach it to a bicycle pump.
0: the
1: bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just commit murder? Can I? <laughs> no, like, I wa- I remember watching that episode, and I was just... Dying of laughter the entire time. It's just so ridiculous. It's
0: hard not to point this. It's hard not to point out this episode because it does feel like a meta commentary for how every episode this season tried to really just take things to the next level and really like up the ante on the plot. Then along comes Simple Man where it's just like we're gonna try and do a simple episode, folks, and just it just have like the most okay boomer character ever. <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's wonderful and just having the kids like. It, it feels like a, it feels like an episode in particular for the little kids of the who love the series as well just like
1: On the just the the last break just kind of appreciated how
2: intense the rest of the
1: season is. Yeah, it, it's a welcome break. Yeah, we definitely needed like a breather episode. Like I think we were wondering like okay, are we going to get a breather episode soon cuz this is getting intense. Yeah, it it really the the season did kind of need some levity levity like that and Simple Man really brought it. Yeah. <laughs> And also the fact that it just reminded me of uh, one of my favorite episodes of Futurama, the Brain Spawn. Oh yeah. Yeah, it really does invoke that episode a bit. Like, I, I love to imagine like while the city of Paris is just kind of going nuts, being overly simple. I just want to imagine Manon and the kids just getting on megaphones, going, "People of Paris, stop being so simple." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, another fun one from the season, for like, if we're talking uh, standalone episodes, right here, is a uh, psycho comedian, mainly because we get we just get to see Ladybug just be so so very angry. you are
2: gonna pay for that psycho comedian. <laughs> it was a bad idea to get her angry. <laughs>
4: Look at that <laughs> like angry walk. <laughs> Power <walking>. calm Down. <laughs> I'm perfectly calm. You're the one getting on my nerves with your
1: killed, your kiddie,
4: and <laughs> And all these ads everywhere. They make me sick. <laughs> We're about to detransform. We need to find tools. <laughs> Tell me what to do. Maybe once you transform, Psychomedian's spell will be broken. <laughs> 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 Sorry, m'lady.
2: <laughs>
3: Feeling
4: any better, m'lady?
2: Can't
4: you
0: leave
4: me alone for one second? Tiki, finish your
0: macaroon! You think I'm having fun? I you know. You're give Tiki attitude.
4: <laughs> she'll calm down when she transforms again?
1: Mm-hmm. Let <laughs> The Smash Cuts are top match.
4: He still wears belt bags these days, no joke. You're the joke! Hey, maybe the Akuma's in something he keeps in there. Of course that's where it is, dog! But we have to immobilize Psycho Median in order to search him. Set me free already so I can use my powers! Okay, but I can trust you not to do anything reckless, right? Reckless? Professor Reckless calling me reckless? That's a joke! (laughs) (laughs) Lucky
2: charge! (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you just do that?
4: It was obvious for once We just had to put it on Psychomedian's eyes To keep him from using his powers Yeah, it was so obvious that it made me mad Give me that ridiculous belt Hey, leak my costume out of it What? Hey, Hey, give us five minutes (laughs) Have you become blind with rage, Ladybug?
0: That was funny. You!
4: You're about to regret making me angry! You
2: got something on your shirt, Kitty! it! Stay focused! Are you done yet?
4: Right here, a little more here. <laughs> what, are you
2: having trouble coloring inside the line? Ha 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 ha
4: ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha There,
2: he's immobilized. There, it's over. Everyone can go all down. <laughs> A <laughs> <laughs> little
0: butterfly didn't deserve passive aggression. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: I think that, it has to say with Simple Man, I think it's interesting too that you go and have somebody that's been akumatized, but is akumatized differently this time, because I don't, I don't think we've seen that before. But they've had some. Oh, Huh? Chloe. Okay. Yeah, Chloe has yeah, uh, done it. Uh,
0: Chloe had been re akumatized before, but yep. uh, no, the season really did uh, start to explore re akumatization. I okay, think they've gone and it up mm. with Rat
3: Man becoming,
0: or uh, the Pigeon Guy becoming Senior Rat. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, but
1: uh yeah, like uh, little moments like these really made the season, <laughs> yeah, and like i 'm sure Christina Valenzuela, she had like a blast recording this, just being so mad, but like she 's still marinette, so she just still sounds cute, so it's it's it's, it's great, yeah, it all came across really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, no, any other like uh, one-off Akumas that you'd like to uh, talk about? Well, I mean, hey, can we like first,
0: can we like first bring up just like the amount of uh,
1: drip that Shadow Moth brought to the season? Oh, I think I got his transformation right here. With the hold double on, hold uh, on. Yeah. Yep. Hold on. Like, oh my
0: God, this is wonderful.
2: <laughs> Nuru, Yuzu,
0: Look at that! Look at this! Oh, uh, makes that fan look so good. It's kind of got the half Phantom of the Opera mask too. It almost well, it almost kind of invokes some like popular images of a uh, Arsène Lupin. Like yeah, he's kind of classic, too. How he's kind thing. of like classically portrayed with like a monocle too. Yes, yes, exactly. God, like he he looks so good this season. That was a good idea. That, this Combining is a really
1: good idea. Like, giving him the Peacock Miraculous to become Shadow Moth. Shadow Moth, you were only around for one season, but we will remember you fondly. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> he's just so cool.
0: Yep, bringing new bring in new uh, villains, bringing new Senta
1: Monsters. Yeah, like, now I, was, we have, I was very excited. Now we have someone who can do both regular Akuma, but also do Senta Monsters as well. Yes, absolutely. And, like, he gets really clever with that, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. mm-hmm but uh, with this uh, new transformation, I think this is a good time to talk about some of the newer uh, Miraculous characters that we've gotten this season. So kick off with the new holder of the B-Miraculous, Vesperia.
4: We don't have much time. I need your help to save Cat Noir and Chloe. Me? Help you? Zoe Lee, here is the B-Miraculous, which grants you the power to immobilize your opponent. You will use it for the greater good your service my queen but chloe's going to be furious she used to be queen bee chloe will never know it's you unlike her you'll keep your identity a secret and once the job is complete you will return the miraculous to me i can't do it i'm not strong enough i uh... i know you can do this you have only one thing to say my queen Holly bus on
0: that is that is satisfying that is a sweet transformation
1: yeah. almost got like an art nouveau thing going into like some of the designs that she's like transforming yeah and also uh zoe lee like a very good addition to the cast right here
0: yep yep i mean sure initially it was just it was pretty obvious from the get-go like oh new, new be miraculous user like just happens to be family of chloe yep <laughs> uh her uh, half-sister yep yep but no I, I think she was still like a welcome addition to the show
1: yeah definitely too I gotta have someone take up the be
0: miraculous like that. Yeah, you know,
1: someone to be, like, the polar opposite of Chloe, even though in uh, her civilian life, like, when she's at home, she tries to keep up, like, that kind of mean Chloe persona to just make sure she's accepted within the family. hmm Which is kind of, like, pretty sad when you really think about it. Like, she has to be this nasty in order to be seen as a, a real bourgeois. Right, right. No, I thought she was a welcome addition to the show, though. Yeah, and, like, she fits, fits pretty well with, like, our main group of kids right here. Mm-hmm. So, after her, we had, uh, Mei-Len getting her power here.
4: <laughs> Milan, Don't waste your time on me, Ladybug. This is all my fault. I wanted to save the trees, and because of me, everyone's uprooting him. If I hadn't gotten involved, none of this would have I happened. You're wrong. You're not the problem. You're the solution. You've got great ideas. You learned how well. Here is the miraculous of- oh Ladybug! I can't be a superhero! I'm scared of everything! Look, I have a badge for my fear of water, one for my fear of bees. I need a necklace to help me get over my fear of badges! Do you realize how many fears you managed to overcome? The objects that help you get over your fears are just like the miraculous. And you fight every day to defend a cause without anyone noticing. That's just like having a secret identity. Through this, you already are a superheroine. You just need one last badge. I am proud to entrust you with the miraculous of the mouse. You will use it for the greater good. No, that's not nice. True courage is not the absence of fear. It's persevering even though you're scared.
2: Only have
0: to say one thing. Murlo gets winky! Murlo gets wicked. Ooh, nice, nice. With
4: you here, I know that we can do this. The
0: dictator oh, that
1: hood is good. I love the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also up? Just say I am so
2: glad they didn't go the and
1: make her the pig? Oh, yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad about that. Yeah, don't worry. Like, someone else got the pig miraculous. Yeah, someone else. Yeah, I'm glad the the heavy set girl getting the pig miraculous. Yeah. It's just it's too it's too mean. I, I'm I'm glad they avoided that. Yeah, and like the mouse one is pretty great too. Just like the like changing sizes and also like multiplying yourself too. Mm-hmm. Like it's really cool. Yeah, I, I think it was very nice to see her finally get a miraculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Felt felt like narratively satisfying too. Yeah, definitely. And uh, since the pig was brought up, we can talk That's about one's my favorite. Pigella. Yes. <laughs>
4: You're the best! You're going to save my friend Julia because I totally believe in you! Yes, but we need more positivity to do that! I know just the person who can help us. Rose Lavion, here is the miraculous of the pig, which grants the power of jubilation. You will use it for the greater good. Your powers you just have to recite these words Daisy rejoice
1: I do like some of the cheerleader inspirations to that one. I love it and I also kind of <laughs> like the uh, the bit of the uh, the flash dance toe tapping too. God, that's, that, that's just, yeah, like, that's a,
0: that's a, that's a heroine that just makes me, like, smile right there. Like, the power of positivity. <laughs> so,
1: the thing about, uh, when she laughing, um, I think it's pretty weird smile is the same, exact same yes,
2: thing Yes,
1: yes, they do do that there. Nice. Yeah. story he does it, too. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so, another, uh, connection to, like, uh, Toei Magical Girl shows right here. But I also like that like, her power isn't strictly like an offensive
0: technique or anything. It's just trying to like bring positivity to others. I really like that actually. It's
1: like uh, the new day in WWE. You know, yeah. clap for the power yeah. of positivity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pig, Ella, pig, Ella. But
0: even gets her fre- But even gets uh, Julika to like actually renounce her Akuma as well, which is really nice to see. I liked seeing more of that this season. That like the the power of Akumas can actually be rejected.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah.
0: It's nice to see that positive influence that, like, friends and, like, friendship can really, like, carry in
1: a series like this. And that was also a really fascinating episode where, uh, Julika was akumatized, but she didn't really directly do anything. It was just kind of, like, the influence of negativity that was uh, affecting everything. Yeah, wasn't it more like the Senta
0: monster that was, like, pulling the weight in that one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, that was still a pretty clever
0: episode. Yeah, r- really nice to see Pigella <laughs> join the ranks. In, in a different—and, like, really
1: bring something different to the table among all these heroes. Though, since, uh, speaking of Julika— we got probably one. I think this is probably my favorite of the season. Oh, yes. Purple Tigress.
4: You okay? Mm-hmm. Julica Kufain? here is the miraculous of the tiger, which gives the power of clout. You will use it for the greater good. Turn the miraculous to me. Can I trust you? Yes. What? I can't hear you. Yes. I still can't hear you. Come on. Is that all you got? <laughs> good.
2: Yay!
4: Oh, you are good. You and I are going to get along just fine. All you got to say now is roar. Stripes on. Roar.
1: Oh, oh yes, sweet. yes! I was waiting for this. Absolutely, yeah, this so and I love the item too, like the chain on her hand.
0: Like that's so cool. Oh my god! If there was any, if there was any character I wanted to see come out of their shell
1: more, thanks to like a hero power, it was Julika. And also the one thing that I do like is that uh, as a purple Tigress, she's much more uh, confident. Like she speaks up a lot more. Like it uh, reminds me of uh, the Pretty Cure season that was airing during around the time Tropical Rouge Pretty Cure, where there was a similar character Cure Papaya, where she's very quiet and meek in, like, her civilian form, but once she transforms, she's much more, like, upbeat and perky and everything like that. Like, it's great. To, to me
3: it's kind of that uh, Joe and Golem on where the isn't something she has, but something she needs. It's yeah, great. exactly. That yeah, is good. Yeah. Like, it gives her
0: something that she really needs. Like, I, I, I always, one of the things that got me first into Miraculous Ladybug is seeing this, uh, this dichotomy between what, uh, like, your, your civilian identity and, like, what, the, what having a mask or other identity, like, gives you. And I really liked seeing that played out more in Julica. Like I was really waiting for her to get some kind of power to really come out of her shell more. And she, and she, and you know, it it really feels like she's, you know, like she's just a lot more confident with like this hero costume, but like it also inspires her back to be more like confident in like her own like civilian identity. God, that was so strong.
1: Yeah, and also, like, I believe it was the same episode where, like, uh, Jagged Stone wanted to also, like, make a connection with uh, his daughter. Like, he already connected with Luca, but he didn't really do much with Julica up until that point. Yes, absolutely. And, like, yeah, I I did like him trying to, trying, like, maybe not succeeding, but trying to, like, be a good dad to both of his children. Right, right. (laughs) Just deadbeat dad. Yeah. (laughs) Jagged Stone. I love seeing more of that. I like seeing that. And him trying to at least put an effort. Right, right. It, it was it was welcome to see. <laughs> but after that, we kind of got a bit of the rest here. Kind of got up. Sirius kind of blanks to the rest of them.
3: Oh okay, yeah, we gotta talk about this. It's not sport anymore. It's animal abuse. to do so
4: badly, kitty cat. Ladybug is back! Here's the group selected for this decisive match. Ladybug remains faithful in her classical lineup Carapace, Pegasus, Polymouse,
1: King Monkey, Purple Tigris, Pigella, Lysperia, Viparion, and Ryuko. But also former recruits whose names I don't know.
2: Miss Hound!
4: Roosterfold! Capricorn! Minotaurox! Blah, 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 blah. Hey, losers, are you done yet? You got a plan for getting our paws on the akumatized object? That'll be our trophy when we win. But what if we don't? Come mm-hmm. on, I know the secrets of this game. Let's finish this soccer game once and
0: for all. So, he,
4: yeah.
2: They
0: were screwed out of a transformation. Yeah, that was Yeah, we have to talk point. about. Is anyone else in agreement that this is like the weakest episode of the season? <laughs> yeah.
2: It's
1: wh- a revelation, yeah, maybe. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, and the rest. He's <laughs> yep. like, everyone else, we kind of ran out of episodes, so here's all the other miraculous. B-squad. Yeah, <laughs> B yep. t- team, B team, B team, go, go, go. I know, go. and I don't and I don't like calling them the B squad, but like this episode kind of just gets them over as that. Yeah. It's a little sad to see. They're kind of like the lower-ranked members in like, the uh, classic NWO, where they don't even get come out to it. Hey, hey! That and this could have just
2: as easily been Sabrina alone.
1: Yeah. Right, right, it really could have been. It's it's a very yeah this is a very overstuffed episode I did not like it yeah Though for me, being a soccer fan, I was just all like, "Way hey,
3: football!
1: She's here! She's there! She's every freaking where, Ladybug, Ladybug.
0: Yeah, this this episode. But yeah, like it's like I understand you, you didn't really have any other episodes, and like to really show off these heroes. You didn't have four separate episodes, to and give you also them. wanted to give some more episodes to like uh, Ladybug and Cat Noir, and like exploring their relationship a little bit more, but. It's a real shame that, like, these four heroes just
1: couldn't get anything. hmm And they kind of had to, given what happened in the finale, too. Yeah, but, uh, so we're... Let's get to some of the, uh, the big moments of, uh, season four right here. Uh, one of the earliest, biggest moments is a reveal that, uh, is a lot... Was a long time coming right here. <laughs> yeah.
0: You
4: go ahead, girls. I just have one last thing to say to Marinette. <laughs> You didn't tell us everything, did you? A journalist and a BFF can tell these things. I won't try to figure it out or force it out of you. If you can't tell me what's in your heart, it's your right. Will we still be friends? Marinette, I'm your best friend, and I'll always be. That's why it kills me that I can't help you with whatever's making you feel so alone. You wait. Stay. You're right. I am alone. More than ever before. I can barely take it anymore. You know why I broke up with Luca? Not because I don't like him. He's amazing. It's because there's something that I can't tell him. You know why I have to forget Adrian? For the exact same reason. You're right. I keep secrets. I lie all the time. I lie to my friends, to my parents, to everyone. And the worst thing is I can't do it any other way. There's always another way. No. Not this time. I have no choice. All oh, this is bigger than us, Alia. Way too big. If it's too big, two of us can handle it better than one. If I tell you, things will never be the same between us again. It'll mess up everything. Maybe even destroy it. Marinette, I'm your very best friend. And I... I'm Ladybug.
0: Ah, Finally. Finally. <sighs> Aww.
1: it's moments like these that really make season 4 for me (laughs) yeah like while watching that episode I was just like as soon as Alia stopped to go back to Marinette I was just like on the edge of my seat I'm just like come on it's happening come on come on come on yeah the the
0: series really needed a revelation like this finally like someone that like Marinette can actually like trust
1: with her identity I'm so glad it was all Alia in the end yeah like she deserves to be like the first person to like really truly know like her best friend yeah yeah, really needed the,
0: the series, really needed a good, new, strong uh, paradigm to set for its characters. And I'm glad they really finally just pulled the trigger on that one.
3: Well, not only that, oh, well, sorry, Alia's the perfect confidant because she literally comes up later with the ultimate manipulation to break so much of the knowledge that um, PopCon Pop had been developing. Yes, yes. She, yes. she in, in a span of one episode, erases so much knowledge builds up so much stealth and creates the ultimate counter-operative to what hot has going on
0: i know she effectively becomes a spy in this season yeah that was yeah. really good
3: it's it's amazing to watch like just in that one period of one episode how she just turns everything back into a real fight again <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly and like you said one single episode and like they nailed it like perfectly I mean, the illusion powers also help. Yeah. <laughs> but
3: it's, it's, it's the right person in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like
1: Marinette definitely. really needed a confidant, like, all the Like, she needs someone to really talk to about this. Like, yeah, she can talk to the Kwamis, but they can't really give her, like, that kind of, like, peer-to-peer, like, yeah. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Mm, like, she needs someone, like, on her level that she can really talk to about this. And I was so happy to see this. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a
2: good moment, too. Yeah, it was really well-earned. Yeah.
1: And also acting-wise, uh, Christina Valenzuela, she was given that socks. Like, she really, I really felt the emotion of Marinette just, like, being so frustrated and just, like, everything just feeling so overwhelming. Like, she really sold that super well.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's a feeling felt by Marinette throughout the entire
0: season, which also, which also makes it the best one so far in some ways. Marinette is really feeling the, the stress of being the new guardian of the miraculous box. Yeah. And episodes like this perfectly
1: demonstrate how tough that is becoming and what kind of psychological toll it's taken on her. And uh, I guess one thing that we can bring up right now, like, going into the season is that we finally hit the big 100th episode of *Miraculous Ladybug. Yeah, ephemeral. (laughs) Ephemeral, which is, like, similar to Cap Blanc in a way, which kind of gives a big what-if scenario about, like, what if they reveal their identities and what if they do hook up. And and it's it's one that, like, relies
0: very heavily on, uh, yeah, the time-traveling powers as well.
2: (laughs) I love what they did with Luca.
0: Oh yeah, can you pause real quick? Yep. I do want to bring up that, like, having the other big reveal with, like, Luca just finding out the actual yeah. identity. Yeah,
1: that was nuts. Episode,
3: learned everything. I'm
1: just
0: In one episode, he learns everything, and then just every single time he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not, can't deal with that. Redo. <laughs> That's too much just, knowledge for me. <laughs> he keeps
3: that knowledge, and then he's just like,
0: yeah, I understand. And that's
1: always at the back of your head he's every time you with see that. Luca again this season. Like, watching that episode, like, when it ended, I would, I'm just like, oh, that's, that information's sticking with him for the rest of the series. Like, yeah. he knows. He really puts himself over as one of the best bros of the this, of this oh, series. Yeah. One yeah. of the best boys. Like, I remember when Luca was first introduced, I didn't really know what to think about him, but over time, he's becoming one of my boys in the series. Like, I'm really liking Luca and what they're doing with him. Nope. Yeah, he's
2: he's he's
0: super trustworthy he is, yeah, Like he keeps his lips shut I love Luca even more this season <laughs> but he's. I had to bring him up first though because he's he's also like very important to Ephemeral as well
3: you could tell that if Luca found if they told Luca he'd, he'd just totally sell that oh my god I didn't know and he'd just be in the back of his body like well it's about time I've right. <laughs> <laughs> been waiting three years people
0: yeah and he would be cool enough to like
1: not let them know that he already knew yeah, as well right. <laughs> But, yeah, with Ephemeral, we finally get to see, like, how a reveal would look in the series right here. Well, another reveal, yes. Yeah. Do you think
4: Cat would agree to this? Uh, he's been dying to tell me who he is for the longest time.
1: Oops. Video's Oops. dying. There he is. Get ready. Oopsie. Oh. Uh, video's freaking out. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about, like, uh, this episode in particular. Like yeah, where... ephemeral,
0: big 100th episode. I mean, on some level, I kind of knew it wasn't going to be able to do too much, because it's a 100th episode. It's a big milestone. Like, you gotta maybe mark you the moment. E- yeah, maybe you don't expect, like, too much to happen, because it's sort of just like, hey, we hit the big 100-mile marker. Let's, like, let's just celebrate and have a big moment. Yeah.
3: the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: that was quite nice. Well, no, like uh, dealing with the reveal right here, where like uh, Marinette she has to know, like uh, she has to make let uh, one of the uh, holders of the miraculous box know that uh, Adrian's identity, so that uh, they can he can uh, trust her. Mm-hmm. And uh, it leads to this moment where she's going to be like, "Okay, I'm going to figure out his identity. Then we're gonna then I'm going to tell you, Viperion, and then we're going to sw- go back five minutes so I don't remember at all." Yeah, it's it's a it's a really risky juggling act and. I like that it initially fails, too. <laughs> like, the shock of re- finding out that Adrian is Cat Noir, like, had or, had to miss, like, their five-minute time window, and she had to, like, stick with this. And then that's when it sucked me in, like, oh, the time limit has passed to really redo this. Oh, okay,
0: let's see where this goes. Yeah.
1: And I did like how they did this, where, like, you know, Marinette loves Adrian, but she's kind of, like, eh, on Cat Noir as a character, and then having to, like, reckon with the fact that they're both the same person, it, they did a good job of really getting that confusion over, but ultimately leading to, like, no, they're the same person, but he's still a good person and I do love this boy. This was where I realized, I think, maturity
0: is going to be a big factor in, like, them having a relationship with each other. Like, the conditions need to be just right. Because if it's wrong, then, like, it, it's, just, it's, it's just, the conditions just aren't right. Like, the, the relationship will fall apart.
1: Yeah, like, uh, after they hooked up, it was just one moment of Adrian getting reckless and careless that led to Gabriel finding out his identity. And even with, like, Cat Noir, and
0: even with, like, Adrian in class, like, after he finds out, just, like, being all, just making, like, cat puns. Yeah. That's when you realize, like, oh, yeah, uh, Adrian,
1: he doesn't have the right mindset to be in a relationship right now. He needs to work on himself more. He really does. (laughs) Like, he's kind of, like, locked in his own world where, like, he doesn't have a care in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, uh, ephemeral did uh, it, you know for a big
0: milestone, it uh, it really did do a lot.
3: I just I like how the episode showed that how Hawkmoth, how he reconciles his love for Adrian, but he's also like, I love my son, but I'm gonna do anything and I mean anything to get my wife back. I mean, yeah, it, it did I like help I just, clarify that. That like solidifies him as a true villain, which is great. Yeah,
1: like they they really got that over.
3: And I only, I got the feeling through that episode that like by the time it ended like Hawkmoth almost. Use this world, like the, the standard world, as kind of false. He's going to create the real world, so he doesn't have to be as good as good of a parent to this Adrian. This yeah. Adrian's just a means to his end. Right? Yeah. Right. Like once Everything he creates an... is a means to resetting the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like once he, he knows he... he's going to hold the world. When he doesn't, he doesn't care.
1: Yeah. Like uh, once he creates this new world, he'll have, he'll just have a new Adrian and start all over again. Yeah. Like it won't matter because that guy doesn't need six hundred anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Uh, so do you think
3: Adrian will ever be truly happy? Because he has to do a lot of stuff with school and his father and then he later in the season or season four he, he changes his miraculous his um costume to better fit
2: Ladybug and what she wants in him. Right,
0: Kuroneko, yeah, catwalker. <laughs> I, I have faith he will someday, but, like, it, it will, it,
1: I think on some level it will require him to be more honest with himself in his civilian identity. Yeah, like, it's kind of, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, he's just got to get past the oncoming train first. But It's that psychological grip his father has over him. Like, he really needs to, like, come to terms with
0: that before any kind of serious change can come.
1: Yeah, and also that's another thing to, like, if they want to really make this reveal and relationship work, like the one thing they got to take care of is Shadow Moth. They got to take care of Gabriel first because he's always, like, the big key factor in, like, how everything really goes bad after they reveal their identities to each other. Yeah, absolutely. Which uh, does lead into the big grand finale, Shadow Moth's final attack.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, well, like, another important thing that came into that, though, was uh, Felix as well. And Felix, like, really digging deep into Gabriel's background and finding out, like, oh, there's
1: something, like, there's something odd going on with this guy. <laughs> and how he just goes, he goes snooping around, and then he finds the truth. Like, he always had that suspicion that he might be Shadow Moth, but then he finds that secret uh, compartment behind the uh, picture of Emily, and now he, he knows the truth about it. Yeah, Gabriel. Felix's sleuthing was also a really good element to add to the season as
0: well, that he's also starting to become a bigger player here as he's finding out about the Miraculouses himself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Just really good stuff. Yep, and it. uh, another thing I also liked about that uh, finale, the whole uh, thing where uh, Gabriel finds out that the one thing that's really keeping uh, Ladybug and Cat Noir from... Like, the thing that leads them to defeating him all the time is the fact that Ladybug never takes any risks, and that's another thing where... If they do get together they take a lot more risks but before that they're very they're very safe they always play it safe yeah so now we're getting into like the season four stuff now so
0: if you if you haven't seen the finale yet like now's your now's your last chance (laughs) (laughs) sounds good okay thanks for coming (laughs) thanks for coming (laughs) (laughs) thank you for coming yeah the finale it was it was it was
1: suitably big for everything that was happening yeah A big two-parter finale
0: but yeah it did happen just last week though so that's yeah why we're we'll give you giving, enough time that's okay. why we're that's why we're giving this
1: disclaimer now <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i've only seen what's on disney
3: plus so. right yeah
1: which i think it will be on disney plus sooner or later <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. oh it is yeah. okay. oh it is <laughs> okay cool it's well, yeah, okay. going on the 16th oh ah, nice mm, perfect okay also why is it that all the episodes are out of
1: order i believe it's kind of a case of uh, yeah. when they get the episode then that's when they air it rather than like
3: because that's what i've noticed with like netflix they were all out of order they weren't all out of order but like yeah the episode airing
1: is yeah the episode airing has been really fr- has been kind of still frustrating for the season okay. yeah i believe it's a case of like whatever one they get first then they air it, rather than airing it in a uh, production yeah, order okay. yeah yeah. Right. Well, thanks,
2: guys. yeah thank you
1: have a good one yeah thank you very much uh, What. Oh Yeah, they showed uh, Chilin before that's we sick. actually got Chilin's episode. Yeah,
0: that's why I had to like wait off on the episodes because I was like, "Oh well, come on, I,
1: I need Chilin to like come out first before I like have the proper understanding for this." The
2: dark side of Tiki
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, she's kind of got like hunger pangs on the level of like Big Mom from One Piece. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is a lot of fun. Like again, with like Tiki being like angry and a uh, psycho comedian, I do like. Uh, I do like when she has a bit of a personality shift too. Hmm. But yeah, the big finale. Like, Marinette, like, experiencing her biggest loss yet. Oh my god. Like, since I brought up One Piece, this is kind of, like, on par with, like, their sub-Odi Archipelago right here. Like, their big shifting turning point of the series. It was such a bad loss. Where, like, she gets duped by Felix thinking he's Adrian, and then he uses the dog Miraculous to steal her yo yo, and then use that to get to all the Miraculous to give to Gabriel as a bit of a bargaining chip. And to think all you had to do was just get the characters to accept more risks, too. <laughs> yeah, just having, like, just simply having this little kid on a tricycle in, like, a little froggy suit, just have. Come.
0: i'm not afraid of anyone i mean that got a little tiresome after a while yeah, but still catchy i i can't believe a little kid led to the downfall
2: yeah <laughs> of ladybug this season but i mean when you think about it, like little
3: kids have such a like strong imagination the fact that like it seems so simple but like it's way more complicated because like usually little kids have better ideas when it comes to like adults so it's like Mm-hmm.
0: And I like that, like, they, they actually were a little bit smarter with this one, too. Like, the, like, Hawk Mo- like Moth actually wanted the kid, uh, Risk, to actually, like, hide his
1: uh, akumatized item first, too, so they will not get a hold of it. And the fact that they don't show the audience, so the audience doesn't know where it's hidden. Like, we're trying to solve the mystery along with Ladybug and everyone. Yeah, we also don't know where it is, either. Yeah, which was clever, like... Throughout that episode, I'm just wondering, like, okay, how are they going to get out of this? And because
0: the influence too, they also don't realize the kid is the uh, villain of this episode either. Mm-hmm. And then you get like a Santa monster going out there, out there too. Yep, strike, uh, strike back. back or re- replique, replique, rep- replique or however the French name is. Yeah, w- which is meant to help to explain like the copying powers. <laughs> mm-hmm. But man, it it all culminated into such a such a grand spectacle, and yeah,
1: that really sad loss. Like like unfortunately my computer kind of dripped out of here but uh that final scene where like uh felix uses fetch to get the get the yo-yo and ladybug is just panicking to like just like recharge tiki and like just her big breakdown when she realizes she lost everything she's screwed up all the miraculouses are gone now Hawkmoth has them all like, going into that, I thought, like, okay, there might be, we might lose some, but not all of them. Like, she might get there just in time to save a few of them. No, all of them. Every single one. Yeah, just about all of them are gone.
0: Yeah. yeah. And yeah, fe- but yeah, not only that, though, I mean, it was, in the end, Shadow Moth's final attack because Felix
1: now has the Peacock Miraculous. He has that much power now. And now that uh, Shadow Moth has, like, all these miraculous, like, He's pretty much pro- probably going to form, like, his own supervillain team right here, like, giving his, like, minions. Like, I know uh, for sure Chloe and Lila, they're going to get their, uh, the bee and the fox. Yeah, one, something guess,
0: tells me they're going to be future accomplices to
1: Hawk Like, now. a new evil queen bee and, like, a full-on, like, miraculous, uh, vulpina. Yeah, because they, they really went the extra mile in these last episodes to just be
2: particularly
1: evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actively sabotage events. Ugh. But, in the, but like, in the end, still bringing it to, like, that moment of the overarching plot of Ladybug learning to trust Cat Noir. And, like, that final moment where, like, he hugs her, like, saying, like, you may have lost everything, but you haven't lost me. I'll always be by your side no matter what, my lady.
0: Yeah, because for as petty as uh, Cat Noir, and by extension Adrian was
1: this season, he, he still came back around to being really supportive to Ladybug in the end. Yeah. That was really important. And, I mean, you can kind of see where he's coming from. The fact that we're getting, like, all these new characters... When, like, for the longest time, it was just the two of them. Yeah. But now, like, now we're back to square one. It is just the two of them again, and they're probably going to face off against bigger and badder enemies right here. And God, I'm so excited to see more now, too. I'm just all the more excited for season five. Yeah, like, I hear that the uh, rumor mill is that apparently it's going to be a bit more of a big world adventure here.
3: Okay. Um,.
1: probably not mm-hmm. because i know the hack only affected a certain amount of shows and yeah. some movies and the delay isn't is only like about a few weeks okay. like i know with the uh, the new pretty cure like uh, the newest episode and digimon Ghost, Ghost Game. like the newest oh. episode probably won't air not next weekend but maybe the weekend after okay, that we they got didn't got say. A date
2: then.
1: yep and yeah. i know uh, dragon ball super superhero got delayed but i don't think it's a big delay
2: okay. i thought this was
1: no, like, I think they were able to pretty, pretty much uh, fix that okay, quickly. Just small delays here and there. I hope
3: you're proud of yourself, whoever
1: you are. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for ruining. jeez. Uh, thanks for year- ruining Kier Yum Yum's debut. Oh, but God, that was Ladybug so far. I mean, we had a lot to catch up on compared to like, the previous year we did this. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, when we planned to do this back in 2020, we were just going to cover season three. But then you know what happened there. And now we kind of had to cover both seasons and two Miraculous World specials in one single go. But God, now I'm just even more excited for more Ladybug to see what they're going into with season five. I mean, it's, the, sky's the, the sky is still the limit. <laughs> and a season that I hear that apparently it's going to start airing sometime this year, people say it's possibly the summer, which I would guess maybe like end of August, early September maybe, if yeah. that is true.
0: Yeah, we will need to see, because, like, the, the, these actual episode airings over in the U.S. did come, like, quite a
1: bit later, I will admit. They did, but I do appreciate the fact that they're a bit more consistent than they were when it was on Netflix or Nickelodeon now. Right, right.
3: Oh, but what else is really funny? Um, on demand, Disney is actually really good about putting their stuff up on demand right away. Like, I can watch the episode early in the morning before it even airs that same day. They actually leaked part one of the finale a few weeks early. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, the, the, the,
0: the deeper consistency with like uh, releasing
1: episodes is at least like welcome i will say that mm-hmm. and i do appreciate that at least on uh, youtube tv which is what we have is that they also put the uh, the video on demand version too so i don't have to watch i don't have to skip through commercials when i record it yes but no like yeah
0: the, like the, but yeah that was uh that was ladybug seasons three and four man like yeah we get got, excited
1: for what's, what's to come folks got a big season five which apparently will be the end of the uh aggressed arc as they say Yes, yeah, supposedly it will supposedly. be the end of some things and we also got that movie coming down down the line so, yep, yep. so look out for that folks look out for that but
0: again thanks for coming to our panel we really appreciate this yep. we love talking ladybug with like uh
1: all y'all people every year we really appreciate it yep so hopefully we get to do this again next year for season five and yeah I've been Mikey Shiota you can find me at my social medias Mikey Shiota on Twitter Mikey and Mikey Shiota on Instagram where can we find you buddy? You can find me at 2bits on Twitter and Wolfish Grin on Tumblr and uh, if you like hearing our voices and hearing us talk about whatever we also have a podcast called Anime Baby where we talk about a different anime each and every month Uh, recently we did an episode on Blade Runner Black Lotus which sucked but we also did some episodes on uh, we did a five hour episode on Tiger and Bunny Season 1 back in January we also covered the uh, Fruits Basket reboot too that's B-A-Y-B-A-Y. Yep, yep. follow the uh, Anime baby Twitter at Anime underscore Bay Anime underscore B-A-Y-B-A-Y, and also AnimeBayBay.podbean.com and wherever you get your podcasts. And I will be uploading this and our uh, Toonami panel from last night onto the podcast feed, so if you missed Toonami, you can check it out there. Yes, but thanks so much for coming. We really appreciate it. Yep, thank you very much. <laughs> this is the last panel of the weekend, so yeah, enjoy the rest of the con. Thank you. Thank you.